Welcome to another Game Changers podcast for real estate agents. My name is Tom McGivern, your fearless, your fearless host here. And today I wanted to talk about the topic that I think a lot of real estate agents are concerning themselves with, which is this NAR lawsuit. And beyond the, the lawsuit, the uh, issues of getting paid as a buyer agent. So what I want to kind of frame, I want to frame this so it's valuable for you. And what I what do I mean by that? I don't want to talk about uh, the legal details of everything. Okay, I want to talk specifically about how do we make adjustments? How, what do we do in our business so that we are ahead of the curve? And I'm going to highlight how do you increase your value as a buyer agent? And it has to do with knowing what to do, knowing how to speak, but also how to market it. Okay, so I'm going to talk about two, those two different things. Uh, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, um, thank you for you know, tuning in. My name is Tommy Given. I'm a licensed broker associate with Villa Home in New York, and I'm uh, doing this since 2007. Uh, and I do this podcast, Game Changers podcast for real estate agents, because I like to offer other agents information. I work with other agents. I train agents. And so this is this podcast that I do. Okay. Without further ado, let's let's dive into the topic. Oh, if, uh, by the way, my TikTok, yeah, the link will be in the description of the this podcast. You may not be able to click it, so you might have to copy and paste it especially if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, they don't allow links. So, here we go. Let's focus on what the difference is between a buyer agent and a seller agent from the standpoint of the consumer. And you should take notes on this because this is what you need to have. Like you need to have this information in a PDF and you need to have it on your website because the industry is definitely going to change. It's going to shift momentarily, probably sometime in early 2024 because homeowners, they're all going to be like, Hey, do I have to pay this buyer agent commission? I heard commissions are going down. Trust me, that wave is coming. So you need to be prepared for it. That's what this podcast is about. Last podcast I talked it was a two-parter. If you missed it, great. You know, you know, you need to listen to it. It's uh, how to do a fantastic CMA. Again, that was the selling side. Now here's the buyer side. Let's talk about the talking points first, and then I'm going to give you some strategies on how to incorporate this into your your marketing. And and uh, because it's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to sell it or to market it. So here are the services. I provide as a buyer agent, and here's the services that a um, a seller agent provides. If you're a buyer, this is the difference. You ready? Number one, a buyer's agent, I advise and counsel and negotiate on your behalf. That's number one. A seller's agent, okay? If you go directly to the seller's agent, what do they what do they do? They provide info. Uh, the seller wants to give you clarify. Did you hear the difference as your agent? I advise counsel and negotiate on your behalf. The listing agent gives you information that the seller says, give the, give them information, meaning they represent the seller. Second, provide an accurate, uh, I provide a, uh, or a buyer's agent provides an accurate CMA comparative market analysis of home values in the area. If you go directly to, if you're buying a house and you go directly to a buyer, a, a seller agent, meaning the listing agent, 
and you say, oh, you know, what are the comps like in here? You, you know, they're going to provide you a CMA only of the top sales because they're trying to do what? Prove value of the house. They're trying to get the most amount of money for the seller. As your buyer agent, I negotiate in your best interests, not the seller's best interests. As a, if you go directly to the listing agent, they negotiate for the highest price for the seller, bottom line. There is nothing else that you're going to get out of a seller, uh, a seller agent or listing agent except that. And if you, if you don't, they're violating their fiduciary responsibilities to their client. Number one, number two, they may be lying to you. <laughs> okay. They're not supposed to, they're supposed to give you fair and honest dealing. However, then again, this, some of this applies to New York state. So if you're an agent outside of the state, things could be a little bit different, but I'm pretty sure they're the same. So those are the top three. Those three things you need to hone in on like crazy in your conversations. I think I might do a part two because this is this is the dialogue and this is the marketing for buyer, right? For buyers out there, potential clients who are going to be buying a house. On the flip side of this, you're going to need to have, have, have this conversation with a seller and let them know uh, the benefits of working with a buyer agent, okay? <laughs> Very interesting. But I think I'll do that in part two. Let's keep going, right? So differences for the consumer coming to you, buyer, this is what I do as a buyer agent versus what you'll get with a listing agent. Uh, on the buyer, if I represent you as a buyer agent, right, I'm coordinating all the processes to close. The listing agent, if you go directly to the listing agent, they're coordinating to meet the seller's needs. They, that means, what does that mean? That means if your deal stinks or if there's a glitch in your deal, what are they going to do? They're trying to coordinate to meet the seller's needs. If I'm working for you as your buyer represent representative and I see, hey, you know, there's a glitch in your pre-approval or there's something, I'm going to follow up like crazy to make sure we take care of that. You go to the listing agent and they have five other offers. Guess what they're going to do? If they see a glitch in your pre-approval, what happens to, you, to your whole uh, offer or the negotiation? Put two and two together here, people, as, as you're listening. You're a real estate agent. That one right there is tremendous. It is a tremendous benefit for any consumer buying a house, okay, uh, that they understand you are coordinating all the processes to close, to help them get the deal. A listing agent coordinates only to meet the seller's needs. That one is tremendous. Here's another difference when you're talking with your clients. I get. As a buyer's agent, I'm going to give you all the information you need to know, even if you don't need, you don't know you need to know. What does that mean? There's there's things that you are going to know. Oh, I need to have a pre-approval. I need that. There are, are going to be other things that you don't need that, that you don't know you need, like maybe a, a home inspection, or a lead paint uh, inspection on an old home, uh, or you need to know about landmarks or restrictions or encumbrances and things like that. You'll be like, encumbrance, what's that? You think a listing agent is going to sit there and go over uh, a deed rights or a, a, an issue? No, they're going to push the deal for the seller, especially if it's a little glitch, and see if your attorney finds out, literally. Right? They're going to, the, the, on the flip side of this, they're going to, the listing agent is going to tell you, the buyer, only what they what they have to in order to get the deal closed. What, so if they're obligated by law to say something, they're going to tell you. Now, in the state of New York, let me give you an example. In the state of New York, if someone is murdered in your in the house, 
the listing agent is not entitled. They do not have to disclose that that happened. And if that's some people don't care. Uh, somebody died in the house. Okay. They don't have to tell you unless they are asked. So if you ask them, right? But me as an agent, uh, as your buyer agent, I might have that on my checklist to ask that question up front. Hey, did anybody pass away? And then they can tell you, hey, listen, just to let you, let, let you know, uh, there was a family who lived here in uh, you know 1980, was Max murdered. Uh, okay, you know, the, you think the selling, the listing agent is going to do that? No, because they're not obligated by law to do that. They are only, they're only coordinating to meet the seller's needs. They only have to give you the information that they're obligated to give to you. That's a these these are all bullet points for you as an agent to prove your value. Let's keep going. Um, I preserve your confidential information. Okay, your information. A listing agent. You go directly to to a listing agent. You go to the open house. You're talking with them. They owe confidentiality to the seller, not you. As a buyer agent, I I can offer you information I heard about the seller. I might Google their name, find out stuff stuff like that. The, the, uh, on the other side of it, they disclose all buyer information to the seller, as much information as they can get. Um, let's see. Let's keep going. I want to skip around here. Let me see here. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Here's a great one. I don't want to give you the whole list because it's too long. Uh, there is a list. On my list, it, there's 15 items. I don't want to go through them all. Um, as a buyer's agent, when I show you the house, I will call attention, call to attention negative features. Okay, so if I see um, a rusting uh, water main, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to point that out to you. I'm going to say, hey, yeah, that water main right there. Or if I see it's behind a lot of you know stuff where it's in an inconvenient area, or if I see that a plane planes are you know going overhead, or if there's a train track somewhere nearby, or something. I, you know, something, anything I'm going to call attention because I'm working for your best interests. I just want you to be aware of it. I might say, Hey, this, just so you know, this is where, and I might say, it's not a big deal to me. I don't know if it is to you, but I'm telling you when you go into a, uh, go to the listing agent, they're only promoting the positive features of the home. I'll give you an example. When I was looking for houses before I was a real estate agent, I went to a listing uh, agent. I, they showed me the house and they were very talkative until we went downstairs. Then we, when they went downstairs, and I'm I'm an an, uh, an analyzer of behavior, so my my radar went up, and I started like going, you know, like thinking, well, why are they? Why did they stop talking? So we get done with the showing, and then afterwards, I realize, oh wow, in this house, you had to go outside, okay, to get downstairs in order to do your laundry because that's where the laundry was, and it was really not that much room to move it upstairs. Now, if I'm a buyer's agent, I'm going to say, and I've had shown houses like this, and I tell the, I'll tell my buyers right away. I'll say, hey, you, you know, just so you know, did you notice you have to go outside and then downstairs to do your laundry, and there's not that much space to put it upstairs? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Once well, this house is in front of us. Meanwhile, like two minutes before that, they loved it. With the listing agent, what did she, what did they do? I'll never forget that. She was quiet. She was just like, mm, yeah, basement. Let's get out of here now. So. That one's huge. A buyer agent is going to call attention to negative, uh, call attention to negative features of the house or maybe potential problems. Whereas a a, a listing, it they're not they're not required to. Okay, and that's a that's the key. 
as a buyer's agent, I'm not required to do that. And and if I'm inexperienced, I might not see those things. That's where it pays to work with someone who is experienced. You know, working with these new agents, everyone's got to get a shot. I was a new agent at one time, but uh, you know, I you know my slogan is uh, I'm experienced, confident, and super energized, and I lean on my experience. I benefit my clients through my experience. So that one right there is a huge one, huge difference between a buyer agent and a um, a listing agent. Okay. Let me change gears now. Now I gave you some some things to to put into a PDF or put on a website. And why do I do that? Because you as an agent now are going to need to shift gears and explain to your people that that uh, you're working with because as the industry might change over the next, you know, several months where you know on your MLS there's no buyer agent fee. Right, they're, they're, they might not be offering a uh, commission to buyer agents. What that's going to do is the agents might go, wow, I have to write you a check. Oh, I don't want to do that. Meanwhile, let's say they would pay 305000 for the house. All they need to do is in the, in, in the extreme circumstance that buyers are left with only one option, which is if they want to work with a buyer agent, they need to write a check directly to the buyer agent. At closing, worst case scenario, the only thing they're going to do is they're going to offer the seller less and then give you a check at, at closing. So now we as buyer agents need to have things like this, that I, the, the bullet points I just gave you, and I have five, several more here. You're going to need this. You're going to need to have it in your marketing. You're going to need to have it on your website. You're, you're going to need it to have it in your buyer representation packet to let them know these. Are, and then as a buyer agent, you need to back it up. Okay. You need to go the extra mile, uh, get all the information, get all the comps, call owners in the area um, and see if there's anything that's uh, not listed for sale uh, when you're doing your comps. Uh, look for exclusives. Look for for sale by owners. And do a more thorough job. Check out the um, uh, sexual offenders list. Uh, um, give them all the information on the school districts. You're going to need to go the extra mile. And my my professional opinion is, as we ru- run deeper into this issue, you're, this is why you listen to Game Changers podcast for real estate agents. That's why you're here. That's why, because Tommy McGivern knows a thing or two about this business. And I, I want to be there for you. So as a buyer's agent, make a PDF of the stuff I just went over. Anything you could add to it. If you haven't already taken a certified buyer representative course, take one right now. They're going to mushroom. I am a CBR, meaning I'm a certified buyer representative. There's also an uh, a, uh, ABR. It's an accredited buyer representative. ABR is a little bit more intense. They have an actual, uh, the, the like a thing you pay into every year. I think it's going to be worth it. I might myself even do it. I have a licensed uh, broker associate. I'm a licensed broker and I'm a CBR, certified buyer representative. I have never taken the ABR because I didn't want the annual fee um, to hold the, 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 uh, the title. But those are two things you should look into. And then you should, because they'll have stuff like this. Then you need to brand it. Of course, it has to be branded to you, your company, and have a bullet list, have it in a PDF, uh, uh, have it in a print in your um, wire representation plans, have it at your open houses, okay? 
because you're, you know, let's say you're doing an open house, you represent the seller, they are great. They're not interested in the house you're in. You can then say, hey, listen, I know you're not interested in this house where I represent the seller. However, listen, here's a packet for you guys. Just look it over. I got, you know, X amount of time uh, experience in this uh, industry as a buyer's agent as well. I can help you out. Uh, just take some information there. And then eventually, if they make changes to the industry, um, you can talk and have information for them about how you get paid. All right. That's going to do it. Now, I didn't mention this, but earlier, if you are an agent and you are like, hey, you know what? I need, you know, I, I would like some free coaching. Who Who doesn't want free coaching? If you go to agentcareer.us, if anything I said here made uh, any sense to you <laughs> and you kind of like it, if you're interested in getting free coaching, now the free coaching is a, a coaching call that I do every Monday. It's at 8.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, beginning of the week. Uh, I'm sorry for the people on the West Coast. Yeah, it, it's earlier than that. But uh, uh, on occasion, I will put the content in this podcast. You, if you scroll through my my podcast, you'll see I've done a, a couple of them where I go over the three to thrive. In the 10-minute call, it's a one-way call. You call in and you listen to me for 10 minutes and I go over the three to thrive. What are the three to thrive? They're simple. One lead generation tip that you're going to work on in that week uh, or tactic, I should say. Lead generation, I talk about that. I talk about something to work on your business, whether it's systems, operations, um, marketing, things like that, uh, You know, organization, Something to improve your business overall. And then the third thing is something in your life, how to tie your life or separate what you want out of life from real estate. Super important. Uh, and I always say, give the example, like when I was in my 30s, I was all about how many transactions I could do. As I got older, I realized it wasn't about transactions. On my die, on my deathbed, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, wow, I wish I hit my uh, you know, 160 ch- transactions in 2023. Those aren't the things you're going to think about on your deathbed. You're going to think about the experiences you had in life and what kind of life you lived and how did, you know, maybe real estate help you live a better life, your own personal life. We're not talking about labor here and doing transactions and, you know, work. We're talking about your own personal life. How did you improve it? So I talk about one thing in general that you could focus on uh, in your life. And um, it's a great thing. So agentcareer.us, put your name, email in there. Um, and I, th- I don't know what else I asked for. Maybe your zip code because Villa Home is a company, my company. We're, we are in 39 states, including the DC area with over 1,400 agents. Uh, and I am a, um, a broker with that company. And I'd love the opportunity to talk to you about our um, incentives for agents and our training and everything else. So if you're at a, in a place where you might want to you know, change brokerages, that's why another reason I do this podcast. It's another reason I have this free coaching. So I want agents to get, uh, you know, uh, it used to maybe me and uh, and saying, hey, wow, where does Tom work? Oh, you work there. Cool. I'd like to work there too. I'd like to become, I'd like to have Villa work for me. How do I join your company? So that opportunity is there for anybody as well. But you don't have to be with Villa to be on the, the coaching call. Agentcareer.us, go check that out. Follow me on TikTok and I'll see you on the next podcast. Until then, I wish you success. And don't forget, the most most importantly, Keep having fun out there. You got to have fun.